0: It's a guy who has been red fucking hot in this sport. Mm. He has taken out damn near every top contender at 155 pounds. Justin Gaethje, Dustin Poirier, Tony Ferguson. The list goes on. You name it, he's taken him out. Um, but now he's facing this guy who everyone deems to be unbeatable.
1: <music>
0: the moment's here the pay-per-view everyone's been waiting for it's ufc 280 you know i put up a poll on my instagram or on my twitter rather um and all you guys voted for the most part that this is the most stacked ufc pay-per-view of all time looking at it on paper right now for me is it i don't know if it's number one but it's definitely up there man i'm joined by sam grice from the yin yang monkey channel he comes on the show to break down the pay-per-views with us for the big ones that is
1: how's everything going today sir everything's Excellent, my brother. I can't wait to be doing this. Good to see you again. Every time I see you, I know there's a pay-per-view coming on the weekend, so I'm hyped, bro. Exactly. Every time we see each other, we know that something big is uh,
0: on the horizon. And let's talk about what's on the horizon, right? It's a big card. Yeah. Uh, we got a guy in Islam makachev who is uh, – well, he's got one loss, right? A- I don't know what exactly yeah. what his record is, 25-something and, you know, 25-and-1, whatever the case yeah. may be. A guy who yeah. is the pretty much the disciple of Habib Nurmagomedov and his father, mm-hmm. right, gets a lot mm-hmm. of praise from those guys. A guy that is is pretty much not living off mostly hype, but we haven't seen him beat a top-10 guy yet. So a lot of the people that are yeah. high on him that, you know, love his ability much like myself are basing it off of what they think could happen against these top-tier guys yet. Yeah, we really mm-hmm. haven't seen it, to be fair. He's facing a guy named Charles Oliveira, a guy who – let's be honest this this fight is for the vacant lightweight championship but we know who the champion is right he kind of got screwed a bit on the scales it's a guy who has been red fucking hot in this sport He has taken out damn near every top contender at 155 pounds justin gaethje dustin poirier tony ferguson the list goes on you name it he's taken him out um but now he's facing this guy who everyone deems to be unbeatable we're going to get into that one we're going to start at the top and we're going to break down some of the other fights on this pay-per-view. We'll start with you, man. What do you think of this mm-hmm. fight? It's a crazy fight. What do you think?
1: Styles made matchups, man. And I got a feeling like, I know where you're going, dude, by the way. I've just had a feeling. <laughs> have we been doing this so long? Uh no, well you know I'm I'm gonna go with Makachev. Was that your guess?
0: No, it wasn't.
1: No man. Listen man, I have never bet against Makachev once and I'm not gonna start tonight, even when he's against the Bronx. Listen, this fight's so good because who can stop Makachev just overpowering dom- domineering wrestling the same that Habib had? If anyone's gonna, it's gonna be the guy who's the best lightweight in the world by far in the minute. Like you said, he's beat everyone. He's got insane ground game. He, he's like a snake, he'll get your neck, take it from behind. But this Dagestani wrestling crack has just been going on for too long in a sport now, and it's probably good like Islam Makachev is the pinnacle of it. I feel like he's a better striker than Habib. You know, like I think he's going to surprise a lot of people on this. I know this is a rough opinion. I don't. I think it's going to be a great fight. I don't think he's going to run through Charles that like he has with anyone else. Of course not. Like you said yeah. earlier, it's a different level of fight because it is he's against the best guy in the world. I do. I just think market man, I just like we. I just don't think he's had the opportunity yet. But I think if he had the opportunity against a Michael Chandler, he would have took that as well. I'll be very surprised if I see anything but Makachev in this fight. And that's just because I just believe in this Dagestani-style wrestling so much. I think it's, it's. I think it's, we're only seeing the tip of the iceberg of what it's going to do to the sport now. We've seen Habib and Islam and a few more coming through, like a guy I've talked about, Muhammad Makhayev, hailing from Great Britain. He's another Dagestani. He runs through everyone. I just think in five, t- ten years' time, the sport is going to have a real problem with Dagestanis. And Makachev is going to be the spearhead. Of what, and he's going to show that to the world on Saturday. Don't get me wrong, I, I wouldn't mind if Oliveira wins because the place he comes from now and just his rise through struggling and not getting the recognition they deserve, to like you said, beating Michael Chandler, Tony Ferguson, Gaethje. And he's the world, he's a lightweight champion in the world, bro. So I can't wait. But like I said, my picks go with Magachev, and I don't know how. I don't see a good decision. I think both of these have got the tools to stop one another somehow. But I just think Makachev, in my mind, i got to go my heart and my mind, and I think Makachev gets the W with All
0: right, so, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on here. Islam is a guy who, when I was starting to introduce this fight, I said he really hasn't faced any of the top-level uh, contenders yet, right? I meant no disrespect yeah. by that. I'm a big not Islam yet. fan. You know, I've seen what I've had to see, so I'm not of the, the party that he hasn't fought anyone. I meant that more for, like, a casual viewer, per se, because... Yeah. I've seen him yeah. fight the Sariukins of the world, the Bobby Greens of the world, the Dan Hookers yeah. of the world, the Drew Dobers of the world. We know who those mm-hmm. guys are. Those guys are good. But, you yeah, know, a lot of people course, out yeah. there, they like to hate for no reason, you know, but they like to say, oh, he hasn't just because he hasn't fought like Dustin Poirier or, Dustin, or Justin yeah. Cage, you know. But, I mean, the guy's face just pure beast, in my opinion. Maybe not the most popular guys, right? Still a guy who, yeah. nonetheless, is on a, what, 10, 11 fight win streak in all okay. of the UFC, you know, that's tough. Doesn't even matter who you're fighting. That in and of itself is tough. He's facing a guy who is on what he's on another crazy win streak himself, right? Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. like 10 wins, 11 wins himself. Yeah. So That's why it's such a big fight. I think Islam Makachev is going to win as well, because I think mm-hmm. Charles Oliveira does a lot of great things. I don't think Islam Makachev does as many great things as Charles Oliveira. But Mm -hmm. I think the Mm -hmm. best thing that Islam Makachev does, he does it better than what Charles Oliveira does best, which if you break it down to what he does best, is probably his submissions, right, his jujitsu. jitsu I think Islam's just going to do his game plan and impose it on somebody more. And I I just think Islam's going to impose his game plan more than Charles Oliveira. He's going to be more dominant. And that's it, man. There's been a lot of fights where Charles Oliveira has to stray away from his game plan, whether he makes a mistake or he gets caught, there's like a speed bump in his trajectory, whatever the case may be. He's had to stray away from the game plan and switch up what he has to do to win fights. Islam, with the exception of the knockout, if you watch all of his fights, there's never been a fight for the most part where you look at it and you say he's not controlling it. He seems to be in control of every single fight, even when he fought, yeah.
1: like,
0: forgetting the guy's name now. It was like four fights of like Tiago Moises and he it yeah. took him like four rounds to finish him. And it took him like three rounds to finish Drew Dober. It looks like he's playing yeah. with the guys more than anything. We're yeah, yeah, not yeah. trying to take risks, but he's always in control of every exchange. He's even in control yeah. of the uh stand-up exchange because the looming threat of him taking you down is so much that guys aren't the same when they're standing with him. Look at Bobby green. He mm. Bobby green. Anyone can, and this is his last fight now. Let's talk about this last fight of Islam, right? Bobby Green, he may not be ranked, but anybody that watches MMA can tell you Bobby Green's a star, yeah. the beast. Yeah, of
1: course. Yeah. So
0: you know this is yeah. gonna be a very good fight, but yeah, I do think it's gonna be a good fight, but I'm gonna conclude with saying this. Don't be surprised if Islam makes it look a lot easier than people think. I'm yeah, just saying yeah. because we've seen Kevin Lee take down Charles Oliveira, we've seen mm-hmm. instances where this has happened, yeah. right? We've seen Charles Oliveira is hot right now, yes, and I'm sure he's learned from it. But we've seen Charles Oliveira be submitted in his career. We've seen him be knocked out in his career. Yeah, sure, we've seen Islam knock people out, uh, get knocked out one time before. But besides that, yeah, Islam's never been finished. You know, like we're talking about things happening to Islam that have never happened before. Charles Oliveira, if he gets submitted by Islam he's been submitted before. Charles Oliver, mm-hmm. if he gets finished by Islam, if he gets knocked out on the ground or whatever by ground and pound. That's what I think is going to happen. I think Islam's going to finish him on the ground, ground and pound, not a submission. I think he'll finish him with strikes. But if that happens, mm-hmm. Charles Oliver's been finished before by knockout. So these aren't things that we haven't yeah. seen. So I think Islam
1: wins a fight, but we'll see,
0: man. It's going to mm-hmm. be a good
1: fight, you know? Well, Yeah, I, I think you say, perfectly, bro, and to go back to your point, yeah, Islam, everybody gets caught, bro. Everybody gets Court, even these savages from Dagestan. I just think that, you know, you were saying that Mankachev toys with these guys. I just think it's just suffocating. He just has a suffocating style. And again, I always hate to bring up the Khabib because he is his protege, but I kind of want to forget how he's Khabib. Yeah, you have to. They're so attached. They are, they are, yeah. I mean, people consider Khabib the goat as well, but they have that same suffocating style. They'll just drag you out. And you know what? But I think what makes it such an interesting, good fight is that Oliveira Oliveira has just got the resilience and he knows how to He's got heart, like, fuck. You know, like, he says, like, quotes, he became a star now. He's quotes, like, they hit me, they hit me hard, but I'm illuminated by God, like. He's
0: damn resilient.
1: Yeah, man, and I became such a big Charles Oliveira fan, like everyone has. And, you know, but I've just got to go with, like, objectively speaking, I just think Makachev will just do what he does in there. And, you know, he's in home turf. Abu Dhabi as well. I don't know if that'll make a difference at all. Right. Uh, with the I exception of one
0: it. time, whenever we ever seen him not do what he does, he's always done what he does. Yeah, bro. exactly. Every he's fight. always
1: does. Yeah,
0: And he's dude, he's got Khabib in his corner for every single fight, walking him through Islam will bury a person, get on top of him and Khabib's right there in his corner telling him what to do. Yeah. Grab the egg, trip, yeah. uh, grab the leg, transition, put the, you know what I'm saying? He just, he knows, Yeah, you know, he's got well, people of expertise there.
1: Exactly. And I don't think of it. I, I don't know if there's is yet, but Hamzat also didn't face anyone until fucking uh, Gilbert Burns as well. And, you know, well, look what happened there. Fair right. enough, you got, uh, you know, you got, you, you kind of it could got be a rude awakening. And, yeah, it could be a rude awakening. It could. Listen, I'm in no way am I counting Charles Oliveira out of this fight by no stretch of the imagination. It's just, I, I just think Makachev will but you can't count Charles Oliveira out. You know he could triangle him when he's going down in mountain or something like Charles. Lover was that slick? Charles can knock him out, he can knock him, him out on the move. feet.
0: I was gonna say that. Who's the yeah, I forgot the guy's name that knocked out Islam, right? Like 10 fights ago or so. Yeah, but that was a Charles Oliveira knocked out Michael Chandler with a left hook. Why can't he? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. very I was thinking about that too. Yeah,
1: one yeah, thing that I was cool, also man.
0: thinking about that you mentioned about the resiliency in this. Is a lot of times how do these guys win if they don't finish you, right? These Russian guys like Khabib Islam, yeah, they literally take your soul away from your body. You don't want to be exactly. in there after round through and they're on the floor smashing you. Charles Charles Oliveira, I actually went back earlier, and a lot of these fights are quick, so it didn't even take long. Gaethje, Poirier, Chandler, yeah, that's the ongoing theme here. He's hurt in every single one of these fights, one everyone he, he screwed. But he yeah, has the yeah. mental capacity to say, mm-hmm. I got to the next round. Now I'm going to put it on you. I'm going to finish Yeah, it.
1: yeah, yeah. Like, no, if man. Islam
0: is smashing him on the ground, every fight begins at the feet again, right? Like, Charles yeah. does have the mental capacity to say, I was getting smashed here. Let me turn this shit around.
1: Mm-hmm. No, that's 100%, bro. And he's just a veteran at this point as well. And You know, he's a kid from the favela, mate. He's been through it all, like, you know. You can't take it away, but I'm so excited, man. Just I can this is the best fight we've had in so long. I, I can't remember the last the, the time we had a fight this interesting, to be honest with you. It's not um, the
0: promoter's dream per se. It's really not. Like I don't even it's think not. it's gonna sell that many pay-per-views, but if you're a true fan of the sport, yeah, yeah, you know what this fight is.
1: You yeah, you know what's going on. If you really if you really know and you've you've watched UFC, even MMA, you know, any fight like just technique and these guys are just like all about it, man. I and mean, I just can't wait, bro. It's going to be so good. But yeah, but you know, Makachev, it's his title fights. Like, I remember Habib saying that this was, when Habib was still active, they fought on the same card. And Habib, when Islam was doing his post fight press conference, took the belt off, took it up, and said, He's going to be the future one day. I remember that. So yeah. this will be Habib's just like, it'll be full circle, man. And, do you think if Islam wins, he'll go on another run like Habib did? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I think
0: he will because who's going to do anything about it? Like, who do you see yeah. in that division stopping him, really? You know,
1: you know, you know, you know I'm, it, it took so long for him to get a title shot, do you not know, think? Because th- this guy, Makachev, for three years has been, like, the guy nobody's been wanting to fight. Now, to he's fight got, now he's got no choice to, like, knock down the door and, like, he's just had to give him it.
0: He's there now. Now you have to fight him if you want to get to the top. Yeah, right?
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Fuck, man. he's, he's made so scary, undeniable.
1: Bro. He is. He's so scary. It's just yeah. like, he's a like Khabib, horse. Khabib, dude. Yeah, you know, no, maybe he's not like, quite the same, but if you follow him on Instagram, like he's like riding horses and shit in Dagestan, you're like, that's a scary guy. They're just <laughs> different
0: breeds, dude. It's like Khabib when he was yeah. training in that in that cold river in the winter, and he's going against the yeah, current. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you saw uh, that video. These guys are just different, man. They're not going to the gym and hopping on treadmills. They're doing that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly, man.
0: I think one thing that we should uh, mention before this, before we move on to the next fight, which is, uh, right, it's... uh, Who's a co-main event? Oh, it's not O'Malley. It's Aljamain Sterling and TJ Dillashaw. TJ Dillashaw, yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing that we should mention is Alexander Volkanovski is the backup, and he's going oh, to come yeah, wait. Yeah, and yeah, we yeah. know, and I put something on my Instagram, my Twitter of an alternate fight. Which one would you like to see? Which one would you prefer to see? And not even maybe at UFC 280, but after, because we know Volk is next. Yeah. But we know that the MMA world is a crazy place. This stuff yeah. happens all
1: the time. Yeah, does, that, yeah. One of life. those guys could
0: easily be out of the fight, and then Volk's right in
1: there. Yeah. Oh, man, fuck. I'm glad you brought it up to me, found. I've been thinking about it, and it's... I kind of don't want it to happen because I'm so pumped for this fight that's about to happen. But if I had to pick, I'd probably rot because I'm a big Volk fan. I'd rather see him uh, up against Oliveira because we've never seen Volk against such a dominant like wrestler, have we, as, like, Magachev? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I'm sure Volk can wrestle because those guys are city so well-rounded. But, I mean, is it, a, is it a size difference thing with Volk and against any of them? I was surprised to see it announced. Because there was rumors of Vanille Darius being replacement, but he's in the same card.
0: That's what it was um, originally. That's but uh the UFC right. apparently took Volkanovski more serious when he said he was willing to do it. They're like, Oh, okay. If you want to do it, yeah, then yeah, yeah. we'll prefer you. But that is a okay. good option to be fair. If the fight were to maybe fall off, that's a good option. But obviously, but you, we want that.
1: Volk's pound for pound number one in the world as well. Like it's just like the, the size difference kind of gets me a bit. But we've seen many lightweights who are like five, six before, I think. Um, so it's not impossible, but oh. yeah, I think I'd rather say. But who knows? Volkanovski an animal, bro. He could go and just like outstrike. He outstrike Mike Matt Holloway like what two three times. So
0: yeah, Volkanovski a beast.
1: I don't doubt him anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't doubt him anymore. Yeah, and the amount of times because he's so active as well as well though. You've got to think like I think there's been two podcasts we've had main events and we're talking about Volkanovski in there. Yeah, like he's active as well, and that, and that's got to show of dividends at some point as well. He's fresh. He's game to go. Um, but I don't think he'd get past Machaev. I just don't because, like, just going relaying back to the stuff we've been talking about earlier. I just I don't see a lot of people beating Machaev to be honest with you. Um, Not either. I'd like to, it would be good against him against Ole, Oliveira. Um, because graph he's been against jiu jitsu guys. Like probably my favorite round in UFC history, one of them at least against Ortega. Ortega's jiu jitsu is just as high as Charles Oliveira's. And Volkanovsky survived that shit. So he could probably survive whatever Olivera puts on him.
0: Yeah, definitely. And the one reason I bring that up as we wrap up and go on to the next fight is because apparently Volkanovsky's next for the title. And I kind of get it because at 155 pounds, if you think about it, nobody's really next. Like, it's going to be, you're like, recycled. It's going to be, like, uh, the winner of Chandler Poirier. They're going to be like the next guy. You know what I mean? So I- I'm, not, yeah, I'm kind yeah, of open to yeah. it, you know, if he's going to be next mm-hmm. after this, right? But uh, we'll see how that whole thing plays out. It's going to be interesting. Let's get on to this next fight, which is another very good fight. It's mm-hmm. one of the, maybe the greatest bantamweight weight of all time. He certainly was in the conversation before the whole uh, EPO, yeah, yeah, yeah. leave for two years of the suspension. TJ Dillashaw takes on the now current champion of the band and weight division, Aljamain Sterling. It's a very good fight. What do you think about that one?
1: You know, when I was preparing for this podcast, just, you know, thinking through the card, and that this is the hard one, which I can't put my finger on. This is the one that's hard, because maybe if TJ was, like, more active, the only thing I've really got to go on, because since he was banned, I feel like the band and weight division has become probably the best division in, in the sport like just the amount of talent that's came through and stuff and but TJ looked really good against Sandhagen. like that fight really good and Sandhagen is no joke whatsoever again we say this all the time MMA math doesn't matter Aljamain still absolutely like ran through Sandhagen, submitted him um, I would like to see Aljamain win but I just don't know mate like I, I, I cannot cannot decide I really cannot I would love to hear your insight because I do not know what is going to happen
0: so it's an interesting fight, right? Because Aljamain yeah. Sterling is a current champion. You got to put some respect on the guy's name. He's, oh, I yeah I, think yeah. I personally feel that the Bantamweight division and the 155-pound division, the lightweight division, or the 1A1B division mm. of all of MMA. That's just my opinion. Yeah. And this man, Aljamain Sterling, is a champion of one of those divisions. So you have to give him respect. He's obviously one of no, the better yeah. fighters in the world, right? Yeah. Regardless of how you scored the whole Jan stuff and all that. Uh, when I look at this fight, overall – I think TJ Dillashaw has more weapons to win this fight. In the stand-up, to me, without a question, TJ Dillashaw is a better striker. Without question. This is no disrespect to Aljamain Sterling because he's got a YouTube channel. He's got great insight. He's a smart guy in this whole thing as well. So no disrespect. We're just sort of dissecting, nitpicking the smallest things at this high level. When I look at Aljamain Sterling, there are some maybe holes, if you will, in his standup where like you'll see him duck his head down sometime or he'll do weird movements. He's not the cleanest boxer. He's not the Mm -hmm. cleanest in the standup. He's really not like Piotr was doing really well against him in the standup. You yeah, know yeah. what he is. He's not He's not a one-dimensional fighter, but his absolute goal is always to get the gr- to fight to the ground. Yeah. TJ Dillashaw, if it gets to the ground, TJ Dillashaw is a very good wrestler. He has a very good wrestling background, mm-hmm. college wrestler, right? D1, if I'm not mistaken. Um, could be, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's yeah, just yeah, very yeah. decorated. He's an all-around. He's got the whole package. It's interesting because you wonder if the EPO played a part. Because if you're telling me that I'm getting the TJ mm-hmm. Dillashaw that beat Cody twice, you know, that – um, yeah, went on all these runs except for the Cejudo fight and beat all these guys. Right. And became maybe the best band of way in the world because I thought he was at the time. You yeah. telling me I'm getting that guy and I know that the EPO didn't affect it. And what he's saying about the EPO usage was strictly because he was having trouble getting to 125. You know, apparently had nothing to do with the prior stuff, if that's true. Give me TJ Dillashaw. But if I see a less version in there, mm-hmm. if I see a guy that faced Henry and maybe didn't look at his best, I don't know. But then he goes back up to Bantamweight and he fights Corey Sanhagen. And I picked Corey Sanhagen to, be- to beat him in that fight. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I am a big Corey Sanhagen fight yeah. fan because as a technician, that guy is insane. There's not many guys in the world that are as skilled technically as, a, as yeah. guys like that. So TJ to go out there and beat him, I thought Corey won the fight. But apparently... It's been revealed that TJ obviously needed surgery. That's a fact. But TJ mm-hmm. said that his knee blew out in like the second round of the first round of that fight. To mm-hmm. do what he did mm-hmm. against a guy like Corey Sandhagen, yeah, and beat him with on one leg pretty much that took away all of his explosion. Mm-hmm. He wanted to wrestle more in that mm-hmm. fight, and he could. And he said. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. Yeah. And if I see that TJ, I'm picking him to win the fight. You know, I think TJ could do yeah, a lot more than Algernon. That's just my opinion. I'm going to go with TJ Dillashaw in this, in this fight Yeah, until, you know, I see otherwise. Because a TJ yeah. at Bantamweight is just a beast.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what? You just got me thinking there when you were talking about this. I always like to go like the, the psychological or mental, the mental game of this is 90% of it. A lot of people say that. And I just remember thinking TJ Dillashaw is so pissed off as well. He's had all that timeout all these, like, accusations, like, correct accusations, because he shouldn't have done what he'd done, but, you know, for reasons, he, he did it, who knows. But he's pissed off, he's been through a hard time, troubling times, and I remember the speech he done after the, the Corey Sanhagen fight, like, just saying, like, calling out all the bantamweights, wait like, the king is back. And I agree with you, I think he was the best bantamweight. the way he, you know, man, those fights against uh, Henning Burrell back in the day, man, when you used just a, A young kid, man. Like, TJ, APO without APO, you can't be that good, man.
0: He put it on Renan and when he was, like, the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world.
1: Yeah. Listen, man, steroids are steroids. It's not correct. It's not especially in a dangerous sport. But there's been many people who haven't been popped from APO who've never broken the top 15. So, you know, it it only goes so far, I believe, really. Sure. And TJ Dillashaw is cream of the crop. Again, I, I still can't decide. I think I've always picked the winner, but I'm, I can't pick the winner on this one, because I think Alderman Sterling can backpack anyone. And he was good on the feet against Jan, and Jan is like Tiger Muay Thai class True. level. Alderman Sterling, bit of one-dimensional, does throw a lot of front kicks. I'm sorry, he does watch the fight on Saturday. If you stand there, he'll be throwing front kicks, looking for the takedown. That's what he does. You know better than I could do, but fuck it. TJ's
0: always happen. moving though, too, with those front kicks. Like yeah, man. if you're a stationary yeah. target, that might work well. But TJ's always moving, he's always loose, he's always thinking, he's always throwing he's just yeah. you know, right. You said cream of the crop, like or I don't know if you that's what you said exactly, but that guy, up the there, crop, yeah. Up there with anybody, the technique,
1: yeah, those... yeah. Ever like like ever, mate. Like Absolutely. maybe a, maybe a top twenty or fifteen MMA fighters, TJ Dills was up there. It's just that his, his legacy has been turned a bit. But, you know, he, maybe I'm going with Dillashaw, but I just think he hasn't been as active as Sterling. And I think, I don't know, it's a fucking hard one, mate. It really it's a good is. fight. It's so tough. It's so tough. Man, this card is so good. Man, I can't even believe how good this card is right now. I just thinking about it. But, uh, yeah, bro, I, I'm going to go with TJ Dillashaw, just because I have to. But I'll have to go with Dillashaw. But I wouldn't be surprised if uh, he gets... Put to sleep by uh by Sterling. Sure, you mean like choked out, right? Like he goes to sleep. No, yeah, choked out, backpacked. Like still yeah. so good. That could happen. So good on the floor.
0: You say MMA math doesn't work, right? But like, if we want to play that game, what did uh yeah. what did Sterling do to Sandhagen, right? And then look at all sure. the whole right. war that TJ had with Sandhagen. So you know
1: it's possible. Yeah, literally, literally, bro. And he and he, he backpacked he them done. like
0: what you said and just finished him.
1: He done Son Hagen real quick as well, like quick. really fast. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it doesn't hurt to have Dwayne Ludwig in your corner in terms of what that guy brings to the game. That's another reason yeah, why TJ yeah, is yeah, so yeah. smart too and was taken to the next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's get into this next fight, man. It's another great fight. We got some mm-hmm. great fights on this card. I'd say this is obviously the big three. It's uh yeah, yeah. Sean O'Malley, sugar Sean. He comes back to action and he's doing a he's making a huge leap up in this division. He's fighting, I believe, the number one ranked guy on the planet, Piotr Jan, fighting him. Sean O'Malley ranked number 13. A big step up for him. What do you think, man? It's an interesting fight. Uh Sean O'Malley's certainly you know facing a man he's never faced before.
1: You know what? Credit, gotta say credit to Sean Sean O'Malley first, because for the longest time he was saying that, like. Yeah, like, they're paying me more than most people on the roster. Why am I going to go up and fight killers in the top five of the the Bantamweight division when I don't have to? And for whatever reason, he's coming up against maybe the scariest guy. Nobody wants to fight Peter Ayaan. Have you seen him? He's just, like, a crazy Russian with ridiculous striking. But for some reason, when I first got announced, I went, oh, man, Sean, because I'm a a huge O'Malley fan. I was like, this is not good for you, bro. And the more I think, and I'm like, the more I think... and how Sean O'Malley's 5'11", he's got reach, striking, back kicks, like all that shit. He could take, he could make Peter Young look pretty stupid in this fight. That's my bet, bro. I'm going laying it down all in. Sean O'Malley is going to keep distance, pick him off, probably get a decision.
0: All right. Two things. One, I thought you were going to go in the other direction because you picked Pedro Munoz to beat O'Malley. So I did, yeah. I'm shocked by that. <laughs> Let me just say that. And then number two, what are we, three for three so far that we agree? So we agree so far. Islam. This has never happened. This has this never happened, never happened. <laughs> Islam, TJ Dillashaw, Sean O'Malley. So I do yeah. agree with you, man. And I'll tell you a couple of reasons why. First one being, this is a three-round fight. We've never seen Sean O'Malley go the distance enough. Have we? Have we seen O'Malley go five rounds? No, I don't no. Think so.
1: No. Not five. No, no. I think Three. Um, Have we even seen that? <laughs> it, ring, it rings a bell. Maybe. You know what? I don't know. I'm yeah, not maybe. sure. I can't think but of it
0: now. Regardless, most of his fights are quick, right? You know, you play a five-round... You do a five-round fight, and you're playing a different game. Now, there's a, a whole lot of yeah. more questions that need to come up, right? This is a three-round fight. What is Piotr Jan notoriously known for? He is a slow starter. Slow starter. Even in yeah, the first yeah, yeah. fight against Sterling, when Sterling got beat down pretty bad, I got to admit, in that yeah, fight, yeah, yeah. Jan was beating his beating us behind before he got to DQ. That yeah, first yeah. round, Sterling actually, you could argue, won it in the midst of that beatdown of the whole fight. Because Jan is a slow starter. And there's one thing we know about Sean O'Malley, similar to what Conor McGregor is. Those guys are like the bulls. You know, like in bull riding when they got the, the cage door closed and they have a guy mm-hmm. that has the, the rope on the door and he's ready – on command to fucking yank that rope and pop yeah, the door yeah, open, yeah. that bull comes flying out of there. <laughs> that's Sean O'Malley, that's guys like Conor McGregor, yeah, yeah, yeah. those guys from yeah. the first horn of the first round are going to come at you and take your
1: head yeah, off. Yeah,
0: there's no slow starting. So and Sean You're O'Malley again, like you said, he's longer. And to me, he seems a lot longer. Like just yeah. f- picturing it, I don't know the stats, but like just picturing it in my head,
1: yeah,
0: it feels like he's it feels like he's a lot lo- like longer in terms of the reach yeah i think he's gonna pull it off i think he's gonna piece him up certainly i think he wins that first round and then it's just a question of you Mm -hmm. get one more don't get finished get one more round in there
1: yeah Yeah.
0: i think sean o'malley wins a fight you know there's a lot of hype to this kid but i think he's good he's good and special again recognize special athletes sorry to cut you off special people you recognize special athletes and khabib khabib said this kid's special and when a guy like that says that, I listen. Not to bring up Khabib again, but it's true. The right people say th- the right things about
1: this kid, and I think he's special. Khabib said that about Sean O'Malley. I must have missed that. That's, yeah, did. Uh, oh, really? Well, he is, man. But, man, people forget he cracks as well. Was it against Thomas Almeida? Fuck me, man. Like, just like, oh, yeah. you know, when he, pub- when he probably shouldn't have went for that ground and probably done it anyway, like, the connection on sure. and that. And, mate, like, he's, I think he's versatile. Like, Peter Yonk could, could come forward to me as a dogfight. Because I know Sean O'Malley likes to keep a distance. It's it's definitely, definitely a good very fight. Long. Definitely yeah, a good too. fight. Oh, yeah. Listen, like I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm just... like I just feel like this is Sean O'Malley's moment. He's going to grab it. Like I think we've talked about before. He's got before. He's got that factor, which McGregor had, where he can step up in his moments when you really think it's against him. Like, sure. I dot, I dot, he dot, you're against Jose Aldo and I've been defeated in 10 years. You're not going to have 13 seconds. Yeah. Everyone's against you in this, this Peter Yan fight. You go there... You put on a clinic. I think these guys are made of those moments. And I don't yeah. think he's scared of the moments. And I think he's going to use what he's good at. And by the way, the only thing that would worry is, but I, I, I think Sean is too smart for this. He wouldn't be as successful as he wasn't this smart. He's not going to start doing all that, like dribbling and fucking looking for the knockout with us. He's going to get the job done, whichever way he can do, because he's getting Pierre P- on former champion, uh, number one contender right now. And i you know, I just think Momali's going to come through and it'll make me very happy if he does. I love Peter Young. I love Peter Young, great fighter. Like, he's going to be in the division a long time at the top, whatever happens anyway. So, but yeah, man, I just think this is all Wally's moment. He's going to seize it.
0: We talk about high praise. Let's not a uh, disrespect which we're not, but let's not have even you guys watching, don't disrespect Piotr Jan. Don't think this is even if you have O'Malley winning, don't think this is a gimme fight. Piotr Jan before the whole Sterling fights yeah. and all that. Had guys like Dustin Poirier saying that he thinks Piotr Jan's the best pure boxer in the sport. You know, yeah. Piotr Jan is a beast. Yeah. And this is gonna be yeah, a stand-up yeah, yeah, fight. Yeah. Piotr Jan's been boxing yeah. his entire life, pretty much. He's been doing Muay Thai yeah. as well, but he got yeah. put into boxing, you know, like just the stand-up in general. Yeah. That's his world. Sean O'Malley, the stand-up, well, he's Sean O'Malley yeah. trains everything. He started yeah, training yeah, yeah, everything yeah. from scratch. But again, mm-hmm. we know the kid's a kickboxer. That's what he does. This yeah. will be a stand-up fight. Yeah. And Again, Piotr Jan is a very credentialed stand-up fighter, yeah. so don't know what Jan, think this is an easy
1: fight. Piotr Jan has sparred Israel Adesanya. I was watching a video the other day. It, Adesanya was, a, I think it was Tiger Muay Thai. So when he was like, let me just feel him out. And this was before Piotr Jan was kind of like, you know, like the name household name he is today. He was he, Adesanya went, this kid's going to become champion. Fair enough. And then he goes, knocks out Uriah Faber. Okay, and like that, I think it was with a head kick. And then, you know, we, we we know the rest is history. But, um, yeah, when, I'm not counting Peter Yarn out, but it's just I've got to go with my heart on this. Like, And that, that's this sport is beautiful, mate. This sport is beautiful. And we're so spoiled to have it, but these moments happen all the time. And it's pretty much every pay-per-view now we have now. Every pay-per-view, something like this happens. And this, this time it's going to be O'Malley. I don't yeah, think I've sure. ever been this confident. I don't think I've ever been this confident on this podcast. I just think O'Malley's going to get there and do it.
0: It feels like it's a good matchup for him, right? Because it's not like he's yeah. fighting a guy who's notorious for wrestling and is going to take him down and try to make his world. Yeah. Be, you know, yeah, he's almost even man. smart in picking that. Like you could almost say it's a nightmare matchup, but it's almost smart. Because again, you said he's smart and he's a smart guy.
1: He's yeah. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. He's
0: gotten praise from plenty of fighters of how he's approached it. You see old fighters that are like, I wish I approached it the way Sean O'Malley did back then. Yeah. When I yeah. Came. UFC the kid knows he's he's not an idiot you know he's got colored hair very smart, very smart. Games, but he's preparing hard for this fight he's I've been keeping up with it. he's being very strategic for this fight he tra- he's been yeah. training longer yeah. than he usually does he's a smart guy he takes the sport extremely serious
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so pff, no man I fuck him bro but we've got a lot predictions so far man can't believe yeah. it there you go yeah
0: three for three so you know, as we wrap up here, let's uh, let's let's look at what else we got coming up on the on the card, right? We got a couple, it's like two fights left on the main card. It's Benil yeah, Darius yeah. versus Gamrot. That's a good fight, man. Number six versus That's number nine, one hundred fifty five pound division. Uh, I think I'll start by saying this about that. Just a couple thoughts on this fight. It's a good one because it's two guys with grappling mm-hmm. backgrounds, and it's two guys that have shown okay. that they could be in these five round drag them out dog fights. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. In a division where you have, we just spoke about it, the next guy in line but technically is Michael Chandler versus Dustin Poirier, the winner. That's why Volk is in the conversation. They're looking for new blood in this division. What better way than to have a new contender, the winner of this fight, six versus nine? You're looking at a new guy that can climb into that top five that hasn't been there already. Because we've seen all these other guys fight for the title. What do you think about that whole thing?
1: I think Benio Darius is getting seriously, like, underlooked, and I think it's because he doesn't have a star-quality name.
0: You know what it is? He hasn't fought since May of last year. I looked it up because I was like, I feel like I haven't oh, seen him really? in a while. Think about it, bro. The last time he fought was Tony Ferguson.
1: Oh, fuck. He, has he been injured or something? He must have been injured. Probably. Yeah, probably. So, well, well maybe if he puts on a clinic here, yeah, like, he might. maybe, I don't know. Again, I, I think his star quality is bringing him down a bit because he's not great on the mic. Great fighter, but you know, it's just one of those things, isn't it? Um, yeah. but let's let's not count off Gamrod. I forgot who I'm sure he fought recently, but he's a he, he's a savage as well, bro. So, um, you know, it's one of those fights, but I think it'll put either one in like great title, title contention as well. Um, uh, but just that division's so stuck, mate. Like, you could it's kind of like the fact that you've got to beat number five and beat number two and then fucking have it and then an interim belt as well. so, it's not an easy path to the title in that division, like so.
0: Definitely not. Again, we mentioned it's probably one of the two best divisions, yeah. in the, you know, in all the sport. So it's going to be yeah. interesting. Uh, we're definitely going to tune into that one. One of the better fights on the main card, and then we got a yeah. fight to open up the main card. Uh, we got Kalen Jukagan versus uh man. Yeah. Um. Listen, man. All I'm going to say about this fight is, you know, Valentina Shevchenko needs some new blood, right? She needs a threat yeah. in the 125 pound division. Caitlin Chikagian is, and I checked this earlier, she's on a five-fight win streak. Yeah. This girl that she's fighting, um, I don't want to mispronounce her name, so I'm going to read it. Uh, man in Fiorad, I believe that's how you pronounce yeah. her. Fioro, she's yes. French. Firo. Yeah. So I believe yeah, yeah. that one, that girl, she is on a nine-fight win streak, if I'm not mistaken. Something along that line. She's undefeated in the UFC 4-0, so it's going to be a good fight, man. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, of course, yeah. Caitlin always uh, always scared me as a female prospect. Like, she's tall. Um I don't know has she had a title shot already? I'm sure she should have. I think she has, yes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. so like I said, I think Valentina does need some new blood. I mean Talia Santos put it on her in that last fight. that a good so one. So I wouldn't yeah, see that again. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad at that either, but it's sure. uh, Kate, Kate and Chikigan, I think, uh, I never count her out. It's like one of those things like I don't know, I just think as a as a scary force. I don't know enough about this um uh, this French lady, but if she's on the night fight win streak, then I'm sure she's gonna come fucking bring it. In French up and French MMA is on the open up now, bro. Absolutely,
0: yeah. Absolutely. You know, I mean, up, like, up for sure. We just had that first event there it was, and it was yeah. great, man. So yeah, man. I'm looking forward and to it. I thought you were gonna say something. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I was to gonna it.
1: yeah. I, I was just gonna say um like I, before we forget, you know what I'm gonna say? I, I've got to shout out Mohammed Makayev, my boy. I think it was a couple of podcast before I said this guy is next up. So keep that in mind when you're watching the prelims on this. Okay. Everybody, I've said Muhammad Makayev. The Dagestani Englishman, he's next up, bro. He's he's gonna be. He's this fight. you will probably break into the top fifteen. I've since I first seen him at the first UFC London. I've had nothing but confidence. He's that, his UFC debut was first UFC London. The second was the last one. Dominant, dominant wrestler, bro. Just like an absolute savage. Similar vein of um, Makachev and Shamaev and all that. So keep an eye out for him. I just want. I just. I just need to plug him. Absolutely. Um, yeah. For everyone watching.
0: Second fight on the prelims is going to be good when he takes on uh, Canada's Malcolm Gordon. So it's going to be a good fight. Uh, Another fight that probably should be on the main card um, is uh, Sean Brady versus Bilal Mohammed. Great fight. Um, As we wrap up here, I want to say that that's a fight that people should be tuning into. That's a fight where they need some new fresh blood in that top five. And that's going to come with it. It's going to be a good one. Sean Brady, we know, is a good grappler. Uh, Yeah. Very good grappler. And then Bala Muhammad uses grappling and fights when he has to win. So he's very good as well. They're both good yeah. in the stand-up. So it's going to be a good fight, man. What do you think about that?
1: No, I think it'll be a great fight, yeah. Um, Bala Muhammad, obviously, a lot of people got going boring, but, you know, that's just more casuals, isn't it, really? He does what he does to win, let's be honest. Great fight, that. Uh, um, very high level. Sean Brady, he, he's very exciting, very fucking scary. Like, hits hard, yeah, grapples. Sure. Like, um... If I had to pick, I'd probably say I don't know because Bilal Hammond will do anything he has to do to win, and he finds a way. He finds that way every time. He does. yeah. I don't know, but I would like to see Sean Brady build his way up through that division because I think he's a serious threat. He's kind of like what Magachev was a couple of years ago because people—they all know he's there. We all know he's there, and sooner or later you're hoping he you loses, so you're gonna have retire by the time he comes up. But uh, yeah, Sean Brady's coming, man. He's he's a dark horse of the division
0: absolutely a dark horse guys so you definitely want to check out that fight it's going to be a very good one maybe probably the featured bout of the prelims uh it's been good man it's been good having you back on the show to break down this whole pay-per-view UFC 280 this Saturday be sure to check it out thank you for coming on the show we'll see you for the next one
1: as always my brother good to see you take it easy